Welcome to Mecca Talks, your access all areas pass to the beauty, business and lifestyle experts we call our community. I'm Kate Blythe, Chief Marketing Officer here at Mecca and your host. In today's episode, I'm handing over the mic to Mecca founder, Joe Horgan, for a very, very special conversation with Mr. Francois Nas in New York City. Hi everyone, today I'm going to keep my intro very short and sweet because we have the most incredible episode for you today. Joe Horgan, the founder of Mecca, whose story you would have heard in our very first episode of Mecca Talks, was recently in New York where she spent time with the industry icon and the man behind Nas Cosmetics, Mr. Francois Nas. And in celebration of 25 years of Mecca, I mean what a milestone, and Nas being with us from the very beginning, Joe and Mr. Nas sat down to record one of our most special and exclusive interviews yet. From creating almost everyone's favourite foundation, Nas Sheer Glow, to developing cult shades in Orgasm Blush and Laguna Bronzer, and photographing some of the world's most incredible and recognisable faces, this is a must listen. Over to you, Joe. I'm here today with Francois Nas, the visionary founder and ongoing creative director of Nas Cosmetics, since it started 28 years ago. Now, one of the things I love is that I know personally that (laughs) Francois's creative genius touches absolutely every aspect of the brand, from the game-changing product offers to the unique and audacious shade names (laughs) to the arresting campaigns, even to the holiday cards that I yes. collected faithfully every year. And where we not only receive photographs, but also the conceptualized creative from beginning to end, every single aspect has your hands all over it, Francois. So we are so lucky to have you here today. Thank you so much for joining us. Thank you. It's a pleasure for me to be here with you. (laughs) (laughs) You are too kind. Sounds very proper, right? But it's uh, it's really a pleasure. (laughs) Well, thank you. And for me, absolutely, because it has been a long time. It's been a COVID age. Too long. Since we've been in the same room. Way too long. Way too long. And that's what COVID has done. It's sort of eked out two (laughs) years. So it's so fabulous to finally be sitting in the same room as you. And I want to know, (laughs) how are you? Well, listen, Joe, I think we're, I'm okay. (laughs) I'm all right. (laughs) I think uh, we're being uh, surviving like everybody else and uh, so far so good. And, you know, I think this is a question that we're all going to be discussing for years. You know, what have the past two years Mm -hmm. looked like for you as we've grappled with COVID whilst trying to get on with life? What are some of the great (laughs) things that you happened where were the silver linings for you well I have to say you know it's been a bumpy ride I guess like for for everybody everybody else you know Um, 
But we tried, you know, in my case, I tried to make it as good as possible and, uh, and try to go through the different difficult times, you know, with uh, uh, humor and uh and a good sense of uh of survival <laughs> <laughs> well i think survival and humor are two critical things well they, you know what at the end they go very well together <laughs> very well together and we'll get to it but i feel like certainly i'm beginning to see extraordinary creativity that came from you during this period but we will talk about that a little yes. later yes because one of the um things i want to sort of talk about is when Mecca started way back when, 25 years ago, Nars was one of the seven brands that we stocked on that opening day. Mm -hmm. And I remember I was so proud <laughs> to have Nars as this absolute shining light and icon in our stores. Now, interestingly, Nars was three years old at that time. Describe yes, to me yes. <laughs> Nars as you remember it three years in. As I remember Nars in the very beginning. You very mean. beginning. Well, again, that was another bumpy ride. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, the excitement made it so much fun. Mm -hmm. And uh, all the difficulties that we had to actually bring the, the brand to life and bring it to you, mm -hmm. um, you know, everything was so much fun and so much excitement, so much creativity, and, and then we push boundaries so much in the beginning, same as today, that, you know, it made it like really almost fun and easy, <laughs> even that it was not easy, but it was really, uh, it, it was it was fabulous to actually bring that, that brand to life. You know, I only remember almost only the good the things. Good things. <laughs> Which I think is important. I think yeah. being able to forget is a founder's absolutely, yes. <laughs> you know, it's a needed reservoir, forgetfulness. Yes. It is, it is. <laughs> and it I think is. that any ride worth having is a bump, bumpy ride to begin with. And right. funnily enough, this morning... I went to have a manicure, and guess where it was? At 580 Broadway. And oh, my God. And I went God. back up in the oh, elevator, wow. and it took me back <laughs> to the very first time I came into your extraordinary space in that first yeah, building. We... <laughs> and I remember going, oh, this is so fabulous. I'm so in New York. And as you say, the it's energy. It felt very New York. Yeah, I must say, very so New York City. New York, City. extraordinary energy, yeah. and the visual richness of the space that you had then, I think, um, you talk about it being a bumpy ride, but a fantastic ride. What I would say is any brand that has fabulous DNA has a fighting chance. And yes. Nars from the beginning had mm -hmm. the most fabulous DNA. So all the other bits are details of struggles. Yeah, well, no, I mean, you know, I was very lucky to be surrounded by a great team that believed in me from day one. You know, I mean, first of all, Jenny Lister, who was really... Uh, incredible believer in, in me and uh, and believed in the brand from you know the very beginning so of course you know they you know having that as a support and and I needed that because you know I only was a makeup artist that knew about makeup but I didn't know nothing about how do you build a brand you know it was quite a challenge you know for 
for us to come out on the market on a, on something that we had no idea how to you know to enter in a way. Uh, I knew I had to enter it with the creative process and the actual products, but when it came to distribution and where to sell it and how to sell it, that was really an enormous challenge. So you know it was great that you know we had such a little team, but a great team that really believed in it and knew really how to to move forward with it, you know, which was quite challenging. <laughs> and, and it's funny, we were laughing before the podcast started about you know, Jenny and your team to begin with and just how tough they were. And what I would say is that they were so, fan they were fanatical believers yes. in what you were doing. <laughs> and, you know, when you say that you were a makeup artist first and foremost and hadn't created a brand, Something I would say is that actually the DNA from the outset was building a brand. Because, yes, yes, the product was, was. You know, from it those was. first 12 lipsticks, which were mm -hmm. you know, groundbreaking. But it wasn't just the 12 lipsticks. It was your entire yeah. world that you brought to the brand. So I think that yeah. I just think you undersold yourself. And I'm not having it on this podcast <laughs> that you do that. <laughs> no, but I love the, the, the word fanatics. They were very fanatics and very extremely you know, they really understood what I was trying to say through the products, you know, right away. I was lucky that all those people working in the brand, Jenny, the first one, mm -hmm. really got it. You know what I mean? They really understood that we had to be tough, you know, where mm -hmm. the product was going to mm -hmm. be distributed, mm -hmm. uh, how about the image, about, you know, even that it was very hard in the beginning, you know, money-wise, you know, and budget-wise, you know. So we did actually miracles with having, you know, not so much money and really created aesthetically something quite different and unique, you know, uh, in the market, you know. And it's very exhilarating doing that, isn't it? Oh, Where of you course, do, of you have course. not one cent to rub together with another. <laughs> it's so much more fun. <laughs> genius that you can create from that. And I remember, because yes, don't worry, um, I was made to jump through hoops too to get the NARS brand <laughs> in my store. And, you know, and, and, and it was worth it. And, um, you know, I would say that the creativity came through not only in the product, but I remember having those first campaigns, the very first ones yes, you did yes. <laughs> on the walls, and they looked unlike anything I had ever seen before. And they were I think different. Yeah. That's what captured the customers. And I'm now going off piece, but I'm just fascinated. Those first campaigns you did, what motivated you to really buck everything that was going on in beauty at the time? Well, I followed, I always followed my instinct, you know, in this, in this creation of this, the image, the brand, everything, the products, um, you know, I wanted to break everything almost, you know, and, uh, and really bring something new. I, I felt like it was almost, you know, my, it was, that was my drive. I wanted to really surprise uh being new being fresh mm. doing something that we had never seen before you know so um and the way to show different types of women you know and through the campaign through the images and make it different and that's what really made it exciting and and also uh uh keep us going it yeah. really kept us going more and more every month you know um 
Yeah, that was fun because there was nobody else like us. <laughs> and so that was the great part, you know. We really didn't have that much competition at the time because the other brands like Mac or Bobby Brown were already rolling, you know, mm -hmm. if we can say that word. Mm -hmm. But, you know, I felt like NARS had to bring something else, something different that those two... Uh, brands were that were already there, you know, to me were, you know, they were on a certain direction, but we were going a different path, you know, and um, hopefully that's what people really caught, you know, and, and liked. And I love it when you say, yes, you bring something new, but more than that, you had to break everything to make it happen. And that I think Breaking rules. is <laughs> that I think takes you from new right. to arresting and there's this frisson of excitement that comes yes, with it. Yes, yes. So fast forward, you, this is now Mecca's twenty fifth year. Yes, okay. It's gonna be yes. our anniversary this Happy year. Anniversary. Oh, thank you very much. <laughs> Bravo. Thank goodness for your products. You know, it doesn't show quite as much as it could. Well but, <laughs> I knew you 25 years earlier, and I can say you look the same. Oh, so, thank you no, so literally, much. Your you glasses look amazing, must so. be getting thicker, but that's all right. Well. <laughs> <laughs> but going back to when we were yes. young and foolish, when you yes. were 25, mm -hmm. what were you doing? Where were you in your career trajectory? You know, it's a funny question because, you know, when you try to remember, how was I when I was 25 years old? I was probably totally um, very free, I remember, and already had a very, very strong vision about my career, <laughs> which is very funny because at 25 years old, you probably feel like you're still looking, you know, what am I going to do? What mm -hmm. should I do? I really knew almost from day one what the people I wanted to work with, photographers I wanted to work with, magazines I wanted to work with. Um, my vision of women was the same that when I was practically 14, 15 years old, or beauty. Um, so on, on that level, I was almost the same like I'm today. You know, I haven't changed in that way, you know. Um, of course, I was less worried, you know, maybe like we're today about, oh, my God, is this going to sell or is this going to work or mm -hmm. is this, you know, mm -hmm. what are we going to do? Mm -hmm. uh, you know, for, you know, so I was more light spirited maybe when it came to uh, the future, let's say. Uh, but um, again, my my who I was is is the same person like I, I am today, you know, so that's, I don't think I've changed in that way. Um, but again, I had a lot of fun too, but I work very hard. Actually, I work very hard all my life, but it didn't feel like it was such hard work like it is today. <laughs> Probably the years now make you feel like when you work hard, you know, you it you, accumulates. It accumulates, <laughs> and you feel it on your back, you know. <laughs> oh, that I do. I didn't bring my back cushion today, but I well, could have. <laughs> you know, you know what I mean, right? I, know, I definitely. And do you know what I think is? I think that there are going to be so many, um, both makeup artists and you know, would-be entrepreneurs listening to this yes, um, you know, and listening to every single word. And I'm so thrilled that you covered a few key points for me. Mm -hmm. And that is that 
one that you had to work very hard because oh, I yeah. agree with you to be successful you have to work and work Doesn't and, and fall there's no <laughs> from shortcuts. the sky yeah. Yeah. yeah so I think that's an interesting point it's always hard work and another thing I think is an interesting point is that you had such a clear vision from early on about you know what your uh, vision for women was mm -hmm. for who you wanted to work with where you wanted to be so I think that's a really uh, you know, interesting point for people to understand And then the third piece, and for people who are beginning their career, this freedom that you talk about, this, you know, light-spirited approach, yes. yeah. it's to people who are starting out, it's like, it is, it's have you fun. You have to be. Break things. I love that. Yes, Break yes, everything. Yes, yes, yes. <laughs> Break rules, yeah. And, and also the passion. You know, mm. that's almost the number one also, you know, light spirit and all that. And But the passion, being so passionate. I mean, I think I was passionate about beauty and about makeup since the very first time I really realized what, for example, what makeup can do. And, and when I realized when I would watch a movie, how beautiful makeup could look on some actresses, you know, in Hollywood, in movies. And so I got that, that sensitivity, you know, very, very young age, very early age. So it really helped me support my What could I say? My, my future. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> my future in the beauty industry. You know, it was there from such a long time, at such an early age. So it really helped me, you know, move on and really accomplish, you know, more and more and more. And, you know, and, and I think it's still with me today, which is quite important. You know, you never lose that. If you lose that, you have to retire immediately <laughs> and then open a restaurant or something else <laughs> that has nothing to do with uh, I think I think opening a restaurant is quite hard work too it's I'm quite guessing. hard work I, I actually like, it would be probably too that. much work at I mean, my age because you'd be an absolute perfectionist at that as well I'd come to any restaurant you opened because yes, it, it would be, be fun. exquisite but what? you know actually I almost opened a restaurant in Tahiti Oh. In 2000, when I actually, you know, moved to Tahiti and I bought this, this place there, I wanted to actually open a restaurant. So that was part of my, I felt like, oh, it could be fun to have actually a little cafe, restaurant, little boutique where I could sell artifacts, you know. So that was really, so it was not totally, you see, out of, uh, <laughs> but that was 20 years, 24 years, 22 years ago. <laughs> well, but do you know what? That's interesting because I remember when you bought your island in Tahiti. And I was thinking, is there no end to the way in which Francois can realize his mm. dreams? Because that seemed totally outlandish to go right. and buy It's pretty a wild, Tahitian yeah. <laughs> island in Bora Bora. But now that I know that you wanted to actually create a restaurant and a shop there, you know, can I please yeah. ask that you reconsider and you perhaps do that? <laughs> I know I just said it was hard work, but I think that would be... We could definitely have a lot of Mecca <laughs> in that boutique. <laughs> We don't have to have a lot of Mecca, I promise. Because I think that anything Some that Mecca together, for sure. A little bit of Mecca. <laughs> Okay, we, well, I'm going to come back to the Tahitian island because I'm a little obsessed with it, I have to say. Yes. And now that I know that, you know, there's a potential restaurant and um, store there, I'm even more excited. Anyway, so 25 years in, yes. we've had an incredible 25 years together, truly. Yes. And that's included you making numerous trips to Australia to see us, the team, yes. our customers. 
And we have marched through the halls of Nas offices, whether they were downtown or uptown. We've been to Nas celebrations so many times, yes. we can't even count them. But I'd love to know, what are some of your strongest memories of your trips to Australia? Oh, my God. Um well, besides the fact I'm ready to come back with you tomorrow. <laughs> okay, do you know what? I am putting that in writing at the end of this because okay. we are going to make sure that that happens. I All think right. this year I might has still to be need the, the okay from NARS, you know, team. <laughs> but <laughs> I'll work on the NARS team, but I think that you have enormous sway. So I'm just going to take yes, it as a yes. That's true. Anyway, that's true. yes. So all my souvenirs. Well, first of all, it was such such a warm welcome there you know i felt you know i always what inspires me the most in all my trips is all are always the people you know that i meet in my trips you know yes. my voyage you yes. know all over the world and i'm always the most that's the most uh, the most important part and i always felt like in australia you know everybody was so incredibly warm and and lovely and uh and just adorable. So that's why I'm ready to leave tomorrow for, <laughs> <laughs> for to see you there. But, you know, I think that's what it was at first, you know. And then, of course, you know, I love the actual uh, landscapes yeah. and the cities. I love mm -hmm. Sydney. I love Melbourne. You know, it was, it was really such a, a very memorable experience. And we felt like we were such, so far away from home. And at the same time, it felt like home. You know, which uh, that's, that's beautiful, which I is really that. what it's all about. You know, when you're so far away that when you meet people that really make you feel like you're 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 home and you're welcome and you're loved. Um, I mean, what else can you ask for? You know, and I, but I think you know, it's no wonder you had such a warm welcome because truly our artistry team just reveres you and. You, your entire team of artists they're amazing come out, so they're really you, amazing they provide the most extraordinary um, articulation of your vision and I th think back to when you have been out and <laughs> when you do those um, sessions with all of our artists yes, and you yes. take them through each step step of the process and we had so many artists who for them it was that true life-changing you know blinkers off moment of I don't know whether it's creative freedom or creative realization and people still talk about it and you know yes, when I see CVs from <laughs> team members when they're wanting to take on a new role right. they still talk about being selected to come on the um, artistry um, well, experiences that you provided it's Which very yeah it's very touching because you know I, I'm always unaware you know of Really, I mean, honestly, I'm always unaware of the impact, you know, I could have on, on, on people's, uh, you know, creativity and then, you know, emotions and all that. So it always, you know, I'm always like surprised, you know, to, <laughs> you know, to see that people are so, you know, uh, are really in love with, with the product, with the brand, what I do. Uh, it, it's really, really touching and it always, uh, makes me like very humble you know to realize that uh, you know i'm touching somebody you know and then in their in their life and and hopefully bringing something interesting you know so, uh to their to their 
to their career, you know, so that that's great, you know. It's And I always talk about the pebble that goes into the pond and the ripples that are formed. Yes, it, yes. You know, you're the pebble, very fabulous pebble, but you are the pebble. <laughs> and yeah, then the teams pebbles, you know? <laughs> that learn from you, then they right. take that message out. And that's I so think great, that, that's so great. You know, I think and also it's it's very interesting to see that they understand, you know, mm. what you know, what my vision is about mm. beauty. I mean, they really get it too. You know, I mean that's what's really interesting with all the people that you know in Australia specifically but the people also in New York I work with really understand what I'm trying to say you know over the, all those years you know it, it's not so easy you know to really get it and and really um, you know really nailed it down you know after in in many different ways you know when it comes to the the team that works you know your team and of course the NARS team and you know it's not easy you it's know. funny though I will come back to the DNA which I will talk about a bit later again I think that when you have crystal clear DNA and absolutely very <laughs> my um, god I try to have crystal clear you know. But, you know. <laughs> well you may you I, may I feel like it I sometimes am, doesn't quite get translated but let me tell you as a sort of as an outsider who sees many many different brands I look at the brand you've created and the the looks that you create and whilst they're also wildly different there is a very crystal clear DNA about wow. them, I think, which which comes through. And um, you know, one other thing I'm going to talk about when um, you came out, obviously you did an outdoor bit of a sort of impromptu photo shoot just, you know, sort of somewhere possibly that possibly shouldn't have been doing a photo shoot in. But anyway, <laughs> it was very beautiful. And a couple of years later, there were a few shades of um, eyeshadow that you came out with that everyone in Australia felt was inspired by your Australian trip. You don't have to say anything here. I'm just yeah, going well, to go with it. <laughs> well, no, of course, you know, it, it definitely I get inspired. That's why also I love traveling, you know, yeah. uh, because no matter where I go, and definitely Australia, because, you know, you're such a fabulous island, you know, and you have so many different uh, uh, visions of uh, of nature, you know, there are the deserts and the, the wild, uh, you know, forests and all that. So it's very interesting. And of course, you know, I, I'm always inspired by, by that, you know, no matter what. And the cities inspire me, the people inspire me too. So, you know, sometimes I get those idea, oh, I want to create this color and it's, this reminds me of this or that. So, yeah, Which and definitely. Uh, so no, the no. koala eyeshadow, I think. The koala <laughs> is definitely there. <laughs> so, so then... This is, you know, you've been, you know, we've been working together for 25 years. But as we said at the beginning, Nas is 28 years old. I know. I and know. God, I feel old. <laughs> Never. No. Young at heart. That's not all the brand. The brand doesn't feel old. No. I feel old. Oh, no, no, no. no. Don't worry. Look, we're not, you know, as I said, we can have back cushions for later. Yeah. In life. So, but how has the brand changed in the 28 years? We've talked about very clear DNA, but how has the brand changed since its inception there's been so much change a lot of change but i think hopefully in the best possible way uh i keep a strong eye on that like mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. um, again there's a great team there uh, over those 28 years you mm -hmm. know that people that have really been believing in in the brand and 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 helping and making it better because mm -hmm. You know, as much as when I, we created it back in 94, um, the brand looked great and it was very new and, and different. Mm -hmm. um, you know, 
we didn't have really the budgets to really make it maybe in my head and in my vision, my, my pure vision of exactly what I wanted. So we had to compromise, you know, here and there, but we did, you know, we did the best we could do at the time. Mm -hmm. So with the years coming, you know, along, uh, we improved, we improved a lot. We improved a lot the packaging, we improved, uh, the quality of the product, the formulas, mm -hmm. and then, of course, being associated with Shiseido. Yes. Um, this was one of the reasons why I signed with Shiseido. You know, when I decided to sell the company, I thought, you know, there were other options, of mm -hmm. course, you of know, course. you can imagine. Mm -hmm. But I felt Shiseido would understand more. They were the people that would understand the most my vision. And also understand the quality that I was looking for. I mean, the, the, the high quality for the products. And that's why, you know, the choice was quite clear, you know, for me. And so I'm, I'm really hoping along the, over the years, you know, the brand really changed in the best possible way and improved dramatically from what it was, but at the same time kept the DNA, like you were saying, the same uh, idea, the same creativity, the same um, love for for beauty and for a very uh, for a certain aesthetic, and that's not easy to keep over the years to keep the aesthetic that we started with and uh, and to keep it all the way to 2022, uh, and I think we did. I, there's no question, there, but there's no question about that. And I think what's interesting, you know, we talked about started with the the lipstick offer, and then by the time three years later when it launched into Mecca, I remember you already had you know a proper unit that was super sleek. Yes, and you already yeah. had foundations, <laughs> you had lipsticks, and you had you know lip pencils, and you had eyeshadows, and you know, it was still an it was edited, little by little, but an uh, edited <laughs> offer, but it was. A full offer. And then I remember the excitement as you continued to introduce new and super innovative products. I mean, if I, you know, there are multiple. If you remember yes, back to the yes, multiple yes, yes. and how that was born through an actual editorial shoot. Yes, and yes. <laughs> through the last 28 years, at each twist and turn, I, I feel like Nas has been able to continue to innovate with not only product but also the colors and the textures. And you're right. I think mm -hmm. I remember you saying at the time Thank with you. The, I mean, the Shiseido piece that they would um, yes. honor your very uncompromising approach. Very to... uncompromising, I must say. <laughs> yes. I'm, I'm not an easy one <laughs> to no, satisfy. No. And I used to love, I, to be honest with you, I used to love coming into the offices and seeing all of the different iterations of product before that they before you would approve them right and right. you know this is sort of behind the scenes and <laughs> sort of people would say oh, yes well we're on we're on sort of version you know, <laughs> 381 <laughs> and i would be going good i'm so happy because that means that our customers at the end of it will will be hopefully they see so, the difference yes, yeah people of, no yeah i think it showed you know all the 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 hard time sometimes that I give over the years to, to all the, the team, and I think it pays off. I, I really believe that deeply, that it pays off for the image, for, for uh, the quality of the product, for packaging, 
I'm always, you know, I, I'm a very hard person to compromise with. <laughs> Even if they tell me, oh, well, you know, we have to, <laughs> there's yeah. a certain budget on this, maybe yeah. on yeah. that. You know, in general, we get all, you Find know, they, they, they deliver always yeah. what my vision would be. And we rarely, rarely, practically never compromise. Yeah, and, and, and that shows. And, and I think it shows, you. yeah. And, and, and I think it's important because... Uh, if we start compromising now, then whatever we build for the last 25 years would be a waste, you know. So um, hopefully, you know, we're working very hard on that. <laughs> and I think to have a brand in the ascendancy for 28 years has yeah. to come with sheer bloody mindedness driving it so <laughs> so feel so. fine about it be as difficult as you like <laughs> when it comes yeah, look, to your brand julia is like already like uh, <laughs> freaking out <laughs> sorry okay right sorry 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 i'll take a step back in fact i'll take a few steps back and let's talk about let's go let's go back but to i think i'll follow your advice time. yeah i mean i'll, I'll I, keep being you don't need to you i'll keep do. being myself yes basically that's it, exactly um so your love of makeup started when you were very very young you talked about that yeah. you had a vision early on but you know many people won't know that you grew up in the south of France and they won't know of your journey from how you started to where you've got today so mm -hmm. can you just tell us about those early days and what or who inspired you and how that helped turn makeup into a passion that's become this extraordinary career well, I think in one word, one word, I would say it was an obsession. I had an obsession with beauty and makeup. So you cannot say less than that. I was totally obsessed. I talk about passionate, but the obsession was really um, what drove me, you know, since probably, I even forgot the exact year, but I was probably 11 years old, 10 years old, maybe when I started flipping the pages of my mother's magazines, you know, and, and I really became obsessed. I mean, it was literally an obsession looking at the makeup, enjoying the photographs, looking at fashion, um, trying to analyze each makeup on each model that I would see on the pages of those magazines from Elle, Marie Claire, Vogue. I mean, it was quite, it was almost intriguing, you know, that I was, it was like, uh, it was a world that I wanted to be part of so bad and that I really admired and loved. I mean, it was really, um, I, I, I was always thinking makeup fashion and all that 24 hours a day i mean which was bad actually for school because <laughs> i was not really caring so much about my mathematics you know uh, classes but even in mathematics you know i had pictures on my school books of pictures that i cut off from vogue of Guy Bourdin <laughs> or whoever you know any models that i loved and they were you know when i was really bored to death and i was really ready to like leave the, <laughs> the class, I would look at those photographs and uh, sometimes I would draw, you know, the faces, you know, of the models, you know, and redo the makeup with a pencil, you know, and, <laughs> and, and it was really saving my life, you know, literally, you know. So, um, yeah, I mean, those years were fabulous because you have all your dreams in front of you and all your future. Mm. So 
dreams you know dreams are very important when you're a kid you know it's terrible the kids that don't have any dreams um i had uh, so many dreams you know i had dreams of like doing makeup first of all of course working with the people that i was i would see on on the pages of magazines working with those photographers that i admire so much uh, going to Paris because I was ready to move to Paris by the time, you know, I was like 16, 17. So uh, I had so many dreams and I really, I must say, I fulfilled practically all my dreams, which is <gasps> quite, gets to which is say quite lucky. That? And I say it with biggest honesty. I really, really fulfilled all my dreams when it came to my, you know, my life and career, you know, so. Well, congratulations on that. Thank you. who doesn't want to be able to say that they've fulfilled And I'm, I'm so dreams. privileged and I'm so lucky because like I say, you know, so, pe so many people unfortunately uh, cannot do that, cannot fulfill their dream or they don't have any dreams, you know. I mean, I see that too, you know, and I always feel, my God, how can you, uh, leave, you know, and keep mm. going if you mm. don't have any dream, nothing that makes you dream, you know, you have to have that constant, uh, um, you know, star above you that tells you, you know, keep going, you know. <laughs> but you make it sound easy, but really, if you think about it, when you're 11, 12 years old, to have a total passion for makeup and for beauty and for women and how they look and to be drawing in your maths book uh, different looks that mm -hmm. is a road less traveled not every other 11 year old in your class was Probably doing not. that <laughs> <No>. <laughs> so. oh, well there may be the dreams of going play football maybe or rugby you know <laughs> so, i don't know I, I, you know hopefully they had some dreams too but my dreams were quite different, different. yeah probably and sometimes <laughs> you know, and i think that's also very encouraging for people to know that you know you can have very different dreams and that's okay and right. if you are obsessive enough about it and and yeah. you work hard enough and you put everything into it then those very different alternative dreams that can feel um right. out of the mainstream at 11 can i think so yeah can get to the point where you can sit there and go i have fulfilled all my dreams yeah, yeah. that's going to be my takeout for the day i want to I, okay right i'm gonna we're talking about that more off camera anyway well not off camera off podcast so you've you talk a lot about women and mm -hmm. their confidence their strength you know the way they hold themselves and that that really is at the core of the nas brand that you mm -hmm. have built and you know uplifting and empowering women that's key that's a key pillar of the mecca brand as well that, that is our obsession you know, to make it's a good um yes to make um, you know, to make people look and feel their best and to make women yes. absolutely empowered so what makes you so passionate about building a brand in honor of all women and when i say that i think about you know everything from the claudette collection to you know alex weck 25 years ago to naomi yeah. campbell who's you, you featured her in two campaigns two which campaigns, is yeah. uh, i think mm -hmm. the first few yeah. charlotte rampling you know in her more mature years you talk about it there yeah. is an array of women that you mm -hmm. um really both uh, feature and sell yeah. i think yeah. celebrates a better yeah. word yeah. so can you t talk me through that 
Well, I think it's my love for women, period. <laughs> you know, I love women. So, uh, and I love making them feel good and, and looking good, you know. So, uh, it's a very simple philosophy in a way, <laughs> you know. And of course, in my case, is to make them feel good and look amazing and give them the power to feel that they can face the world, you know, in a better way and, and be more powerful also. So, um, you know, I think it's really, uh, to me, the brand is really the celebration of women from so many different backgrounds, so many different uh, colors, so many different everything, you know, uh, ages, um, you know, it's women in general. And I think I could not have done it if I didn't love women. You know, I could not have done it maybe so well, maybe and build the brand the way it looks now if I didn't love women. Love women. I really and I believe think that. The yeah. spirit of women, because, you know, to the point with Claudette, you know, your mother, with Charlotte mm -hmm. Rampling, who, as I said, was not your traditional model at that point, just in terms no, of. No. <laughs> and, and again, and I think that Nas has always been a rule breaker like that because the sorts of models or the sorts of people you were choosing to make models from yes. those early days were very different from the models that were, yeah. <laughs> um, you know, the traditional faces within the cosmetics realm right yeah. from the outset. And I remember that, um, you know, uh, I didn't have any money when we started Mecca. So I would take, <laughs> you know, photographs that came from the campaigns and, you know, and I would just stick them up <laughs> in my office. Uh, you and see, they were all Mars, <laughs> they were all Mars campaigns. Another thing that really strikes me about the, your approach is that you know, for me, our meeting and the collaboration uh, you know, with Nas has been instrumental for me and for Mecca right from the outset through mm -hmm. to now. And Nas really has shaped what Mecca has become. And you know, I'm very clear on that. And I know that for you, connection and collaboration has been a key theme throughout your career. You talked earlier about the people that you were dreaming to work with, you know, whether it was, you know, Polly Mellon, the editor of American mm -hmm. Vogue, who... Charlotte Rampling too. Charlotte, yeah, Polly, of course. Yeah, yeah. And all of these people, you know, Mark Jacobs, who you've worked with through, yes, through the yes. ages. Mm -hmm. And then, you know, there are other occasions where you've had these collaborations with people like Stephen Klein or Guy Bourdain's work or the Andy Warhol Foundation. There mm -hmm. have been so many collaborations um, with so many iconic names for me a question i you know, ponder is what are some of your most meaningful collaborations and how have they really affected your creativity or the trajectory you're taking it's hard to, it's a hard question because you know of course i love all the collaborations of course. <laughs> you know they were all in different ways so much fun to do mm -hmm. and uh, i think we were very ahead of our time because you know nobody else did that and then we got you know definitely we inspire i think many many other people in that way um I would say I, w I was very proud of the Guy Bourdin because, of course, you know, my love for Guy was, uh, you know, so without limits. You know, <laughs> he was part of my obsession of becoming a makeup artist, you know. So um, having my name 25 years later, you know, or more actually, because when I was 14, no, we're talking many more years than 20, but let's say, you know, uh, at that point in my life to have that collaboration and put my name next to the images of, of Guy why, was such a thrill. And, and I'm, I was so proud of that, you know, it was really, 
um, it really touched me probably more than anybody else, you know. I would think also Sarah Moon was mm -hmm. also quite, uh, you know, I, I was very proud of that mm -hmm. too because I adored Sarah's photographs also at the same time as Guy's mm -hmm. uh, pictures. So, you know, those two would be probably the most, uh, the, the two collaboration that I, I keep in my heart, you know, very, very close. And, and, and the visual, you know, that Fabien Baron did, you know, he understood so well the two, the two yeah. photographers and you know so it really brought it he really brought it to life and, and made it really one of the things that i'm the most proud of and it's funny the way you've just thrown in a, another collaboration that's been through your entire nas career which is the fabian baron oh, collaboration yeah. I mean, so without it's interesting. fabian uh, i think there will still be nars but it would be definitely it's different, different. So, yeah yeah which is fabian definitely we were like almost the dream team mm. you know together finding that <laughs> which that is very is hard to find on this special. earth you know okay. there are few people that found you know in their life the dream team you know and definitely Fabien and I were the dream team yeah so all of this has happened in New York and mm -hmm. you know, I've just come back to New York after you know, being shut out for two and a half years and I the know, energy and the know. excitement even at a time like this where it's more challenging it's electrifying and so yeah. tell us about you know the work, the industry, the nightlife, you know, since the <laughs> 1980s, how has this New York life influenced your creative output? You know, again, that's another, that's a love story. You know, I really fell in love with New York, you know, city. When I arrived, I think the, my very first trip was before I moved here was in 1982, I think, mm -hmm. you know, I came here on my own and, uh, Two, a friend of mine used to live here, you know, she was a model, you know, and we were very good friends in Paris. And she had decided a few years before me to move to New York. So um, so I stayed with her, you know, and her boyfriend at the time. And she was wonderful and still wonderful. And we had such a wonderful time. And I discovered really New York from from scratch. You know, I would walk from basically 100th Street to... Uh, to downtown, you know, to uh, Wall Street. And um, I just fell in love with the city, you know, with every single aspect of it. I mean, I love, you know, when you really fall in love with somebody, yeah. you fall in love all no. the way or you don't. Yeah. And, and when it came to New York City, I fell in love, you know, all the way. Um, and then, of course, you know, I loved, I knew the people when I decided to move here, you know, because of Polly. Um, that I was going to meet, of course, all the most fabulous icons in photography, you know, from Irving Penn to Richard Avedon to Bill King, I mean, Bruce Weber. And, and I was really, um, it was mesmerizing. And, and uh, again, the dream kept going, you know, it was one, one more dream, you know, that was when I told you, like, you know, I had all those dreams, you know, that got fulfilled, you know, New York was another dream, you know, that I was fulfilling, you know, by moving here and, and meeting all those fabulous people and really expressing myself through the makeup, learning and, and, and working with the most fabulous people, you know, that I could ever thought I would meet, you know, ever. And it's interesting, you know, you've, you reeled off um, all of these iconic photographers who you worked with. And mm -hmm. I think some people may not know that in addition to 
creating this extraordinary career in uh, makeup, you have also uh, created this extraordinary career as a photographer. And yes, you yes. photograph and ideate the NARS. That was after, yeah. But after. The, the before career was only the, about makeup. Before, yes, yes. <laughs> makeup first and then makeup and <laughs> photography. But that also includes beyond the um, uh, campaign images. You've also done, I think, is it seven, seven photography books now? Which you know, it's a very funny question. I never even counted them. <laughs> so I'm learning now. There's seven I was, already. I was going through it and I was going one, two, seven. three, and I thought it was seven. In, you know, seven? With this no, no, you're one. right. You see, I don't, I don't count because for me, uh, <laughs> they're there. You know, I, I do them, and uh, but and then you know, tick, I'm not next. looking for numbers. <laughs> so when then, it comes okay, to books, let's so let's not talk about the but numbers. But that's quite a number already. Yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm even surprising myself that there are already seven books. But and the latest one. I mean, it literally arrived um, on my desk in Australia just before Christmas. This extraordinary, <laughs> enormous, exquisite persona, and I'd just love to you know, to talk a little for you to talk a little bit about you know your love in ph of photography and yes. how that was ignited, and then how you made that transition to also adding photography to your um, career to and your skill set right? and your yeah. <laughs> You know, I always felt it was practically the same thing as makeup in a funny way. Um, I didn't feel like, oh, my God, I'm getting into a new field that I'm completely discovering everything. I felt because of being a makeup artist for how many years, 20 years at least, nonstop, and working with, with photographers every single day, day and night sometimes, um, I, I was on a, such a very known ground that, um, that it felt so natural. It felt totally natural to me. And I loved, it was the same gesture as applying makeup, having somebody in front of your camera and making them look good you know, in every possible way. Mm. First of all, psychologically, because you have to make the people feel very comfortable. You know, a lot of people mm. don't yes. like to be photographed. Yes. You know, they're very insecure, sometimes yes. actors and all that. Mm. And, you know, models are more confident in a way, but <laughs> actors yes. are not that, you know, I've learned that over the year that they're very insecure, uh, especially when they do stills, you know. Yes. So you have all the psychological work to do with them and making people feel great, make being sure Sure, of course, they look good, you know, in every possible way from the, what they wear, from the, the hair, be sure the light, you know, and then when you show them the photographs, you know, they have to right away feel, oh, my God, I love it. You know, it looks mm -hmm. great, you know. So it's it's practically the same thing. You know, it's you want we're almost pleasers, you know, here, you know, I please people, you know, I love to please them and making them happy. You know, it's like you you give I always feel like, you know. Doing makeup or doing photography, you're really giving love to the people, literally. Aww. I mean, you really, no, you are yeah, because, beautiful. yeah, so it's very, that's, that's the gesture about of photography. You know, it's really so connected to makeup. I mean, I said it a hundred times, but it's true. It's so connected. 
And I'm not going to go into persona. The one thing I'm going to just point out is I think it's <laughs> interesting you talk about makeup and photography and pleasing. And then you have Kim Kardashian in persona without any makeup on. So yeah. at times you take... And she was very upset. <laughs> <laughs> she was extremely upset. Fabulous. She, she trusted me <laughs> thousand percent. But she thought finally she was meeting me because she was all, she was dreaming always to to meet mm -hmm. me and work with her, yeah. you know, doing yeah. makeup. And I said, Kim, you know, I think I'm going to shoot you with nothing on. <laughs> <laughs> and she was, really? Are you sure? <laughs> well, but you made the right call. It's an exquisite You know, I felt like it was so expected for me yeah. to maybe, sh you know, do yeah. makeup, you know. Yeah. Uh, and I would love to actually, I would have loved to work with her again and, and do makeup on her I'm maybe, sure, you I'm know. I'm sure that can happen. But, you know, yes. it, it didn't happen yet. But, <laughs> uh, but I think her look was correct for the book, you know, and that the fact yeah. that she had no makeup on. Exquisite. Yeah. And I could go, there are so many pictures in there I could talk about, but I won't. <laughs> so let's go on to, you're also a wordsmith on top of everything else. Sorry? You're also a wordsmith. Yes. In, on top of everything else. You know, because you've always had this way with the words. I remember, you know, Dolce Vita was my first favorite <laughs> lipstick. And I wear it and I would think that I was on some Italian holiday, even though I was frantically trying to stack shelves and make sure that we had product. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's the, pro that's that, the meaning that, that, of that's uh, Exactly. <laughs> anything, anything can be the lovely life. <laughs> they make life. you travel in your head, in your mind. <laughs> well, and on that, of course, and I know, I'm sure you've had to talk about it a million times, but you did then change the industry again when you talk, when you named a blush Orgasm Blush, which has been a yes. Mecca bestseller since day dot. What did I do? Well, what did I you do? I created a monster. You created a monster. <laughs> and it's a good monster. Oh, it's a, it's yeah. a fabulous monster. And it, it's the monster that keeps on procreating. Keeps growing. Because you have more and more <laughs> arms of it. I think I'll, 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 it'll be with me till the end of my life. <laughs> <laughs> and then you did I something else. I really believe else. that. Oh yeah. Guess what? You're going to be like the, you know, like the rock star who yes. has, you know, there's just going to be a song that you have to sing at every single. Concert. I know, I know. That's what it feels yeah. with orgasm, oh, really. Yeah, but, well, you know, and it could be worse. Trust me. Yeah, no, 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 no. I'm not complaining. <laughs> so, and then another thing that has also struck me about Nas, and I thought about quite a bit, is that you know when Nas started. I really thought of it, and I think so many people thought of Nars as being a color brand with you know extraordinary color offers and where mm -hmm. you were being very bold and very daring. Mm -hmm. And yet, you know, you launched Nars Sheer Glow, which has been the best-selling foundation at Mecca for over a decade, <laughs> game-changing when you launched it, you know, because. You really said before everybody else, listen, skin has to look clear, it has to look yeah. healthy, it's got to look glowing, and more mm -hmm. than anything, it's got to look like skin, right. which was actually ahead of its time when you know, makeup mm -hmm. was very matte and high coverage. Yeah. So I'm interested how you managed to um, balance this love and celebration of color, and yet you nailed what skin needed to look like from the outset. Mm -hmm. What is your complexion philosophy? Well, I think it's the balance. You know, when you do, you look at somebody, you know, a face should have a certain balance, you know. Mm -hmm. And I feel like, you know, you can be bold with certain angles, mm -hmm. you know. Mm -hmm. uh, could be your eyes, could be the lips. But, you know, you always have to keep this balance that you stay still real and true to yourself mm -hmm. in a way, you know. Mm -hmm. 
uh, that means you have to there's always you need to keep a certain reality and a certain uh, what can I say inner beauty that needs to come out and I always feel you know when skin has been for example too heavy you become like a mannequin you know like a wax mannequin and it becomes like uh, you lose yourself in a way you lose your true mm -hmm. your true self we could say mm -hmm. <laughs> i don't yeah. know if that's yeah. really yeah. And, and so you know and i think it comes really from very young age my mother hated foundation <laughs> literally back to claudette <laughs> so back to claudette because she's responsible She's changed her mind since then, and now she's loving really foundation, and she's loving the, the all our foundations because they're very lightweight. But at the time, you know, uh, growing up and being uh, a, a woman in, back in the early, uh, late 60s and early 70s, you know, foundations were quite heavy, you know, and quite mm -hmm. like you say, you know, there was high coverage. And, and, and so she really stayed very far away from using foundation. She was lucky she had fabulous skin, so of course, you know, uh, she didn't need so much. But, um, you know, so I was always looking at her and I, we were always attracted by women that didn't wear so much, yeah. <laughs> believe it or not. Mm -hmm. You know, I remember my mom as that friend, she was this very beautiful lady and she practically never wore anything you know very little bit she has the gorgeous blue eyes blonde and a lot of class a lot of elegance and and she never wore practically nothing and it always sticked in my head that i felt there's something quite powerful also of seeing skin you know and, and seeing skin glow and and seeing through seeing freckles and all that so i always felt like you know when i started doing makeup and that's what i got known for was my skins you know all the photographers loved the my skins because they could see through you know even if i did a very strong you know smoky eye or colors the skin would remain always transparent and there was something very real, very sexy about it, very sensual. And they always felt like the model was not just like a mannequin, you know, yes, and they, it, it was more... It brought the light. It brought, yes, her inner beauty came yeah. out more. So, you know, so it was like really, that, that really helped me after develop with mm -hmm. NARS, you know, all the foundation that we have now and always trying to keep as much as light formulas, even if the there is coverage in some of the, our foundations, but you know what I mean? Still keep that it's not just this, you know, gives that wax museum, <laughs> you know, that pancake that, that. feeling that actually enjoyed a lot when I watch old Hollywood movies, you know, <laughs> because, you know, the, Long time but ago, there was movie though. lights, you yeah. know what I mean? It's the, the fabulous era of the golden age of Hollywood that was, you know, so I enjoyed that too, but I felt that's not what the modern woman of today wants to look like. And I have to say know? that I was lucky enough to get some preview samples of the light reflecting foundation. Yes, yes. Which, you know, the first foray really into skincare, makeup hybrids. Mm -hmm. And I have to tell you that... Uh, we well, fabulous I'm formula, about right? It. It's absolutely fabulous, yes. and I think that it's taking this whole idea of uh, complexion and bringing it alive to the next level. So, watch this space. I complexion think complexion is, is key. Well. It's key. It's key. It's totally key. Now, so I've just sort of talked about the latest um, big launch for NARS, but then yes. what is next for the brand hmm. and for you? 
I've heard you're working on a documentary. Can't wait to see yes, it. Yes, yes, Tell yes. Tell us about that or something else that you're up to. Well, you know, that's quite a lot already in the documentary, <laughs> believe me. I've been working, you know, especially me. Anything that I start with, I mean, I'm sorry, it's it becomes like a big thing because, again, it's never, I feel like, my God, you know, it's talking about me, it's talking about the brand, it's talking about my life. You know, and I've never done actually a movie, a documentary on my, on my career, on my life. And so... It's one of the most difficult things to do, you know, it's almost like persona, you know, you want to be sure it's perfect, that everybody looks perfect, that mm -hmm. the paper is great, this, I mean, you know, you know, I don't know, the people that do project in two months, I don't know how they do that. <laughs> I can't do it, you know what I mean? There's a or maybe price. I can do it if There's it was maybe, uh, I don't know, on certain things, maybe I'm faster, but on certain projects, it's very, very difficult. Yeah. So yeah, the, this documentary, I think you'll, will help you know i always told you know lisa vreeland is the person that's that's uh, doing the documentary and, and i was very i did it actually because of her because okay. i felt like i love her work collaboration love, again uh, collaboration mm -hmm. it is a collaboration mm -hmm. total collaboration and uh, um i said you know listen just this documentary has to be like if i die tomorrow literally if i die tomorrow i want this to stay and when people would watch the next generation or the people today would watch it, they understand what I, who, I was, who Francois was about. Okay? Well, Which is very difficult because you have to try to nail down in an hour documentary or an hour and 10 minutes, you know, your whole entire who you are, your life, who you love, what makes you do what you did in life, you know? So it's very hard, very difficult. But um hopefully we're on the right track and i think it it shows and i hope who i am <laughs> that you look into camera at some point in that documentary and say i had so many dreams and i have achieved those dreams because i'm coming back to that point there is something incredibly uh, rewarding and fantastic in being able that to could that. be the end of the movie i guess of the documentary <laughs> maybe we need to, oh, to well, say no, no, i don't want to, be, I don't bring want to it up to lisa but maybe <laughs> it you needs to be <laughs> we might need to add that because i don't think i recorded that well, with I, but i think that's an important point and i'm just going to last last you know um question for me is you're 20 you know, nas is now 28 years old Yes. What are you thinking of doing for your 30th anniversary, which is just around the corner? I know. The problem, you know, what we've been encountering, you know, mm -hmm. like everybody else, this COVID, you know, uh, pandemic has really uh, put everything back in perspective, you know, yeah. on every single uh, way, you know. Uh, but, you know, we're ready to move on, of course, and we are moving on in a big way. Um but we've been thinking so much like one step at a time, you know, <laughs> right now, which normally you always think, you know, two, three, four, five years ahead. And, you know, we're, we're really, you know, in such a weird time zone right now when it comes to future, even that there is a big future for NARS and then we are working on big events and all that. It deserves to be special. It and should be. I mean, 30 is a big number. I mean, we did a fabulous uh, 20, well, in 
25 yeah. in Florence. Yes. And uh, unfortunately, you were, you did, were no, not able I saw, to come. I saw all the pictures. I saw all the videos and I thought now, it looked amazing. I'm, I'm coming to Australia <laughs> soon, but you got to come for the 30th. Okay. So is, so is that a <laughs> that's deal? A deal that's right? a deal, right? Otherwise. <laughs> in blood, that's a deal. Okay. I'm okay, very happy with so that. <laughs> I will be there with bells on because whatever you okay. do will be ex- no matter exceptional. What, no matter have what. To be there, yes. Okay. I perfect. promise to you that it will be exceptional. I mean, and, we'll, we'll try to make it memorable <laughs> and i think it's fitting that you know i can represent mecca in what has been one of the most rewarding collaborations in our 25 years yes and for the same for us you same on for the us. journey with us i just want to say a huge and heartfelt thank you thank, thank you, you to you well, you've been the best you've been the best over all those years joe so you know how much we love you how much i love you well, and uh thank you annoying i'm, I'm the always best. there for you well you know <laughs> that i can take a lot i can take anything from you so, You're so kind no, it's and never been you'll never be annoying and it's always been like fun and uh, and and a great always a great experience to be first of all working with mecca with you over all those years and then working with you directly as a friend also oh. because i consider you also a friend Francois, thank you so, thank so you. much for today. Thank and you. before I finish, I'm going to get told off if I don't do the quick fire round of questions. So, right, this sure, is quick, sure. <laughs> fast, furious. What time do you wake up and what's the first thing you do in the morning? Oh, God. I make myself a matcha green tea. Oh, you and every my daughter morning. The same. You and my daughter the same. <laughs> what time do you get to bed and what is the last thing you do at night? The last time I do at night is probably, I would see, try to find a great movie on TV <laughs> <laughs> that will put myself to sleep. Oh, thank God for Netflix. Um, that, that Netflix, <laughs> whatever I can find the movie uh, that I love. Um, and uh, that's usually my last vision before I go into the dream world. Okay. That's <laughs> hilarious. I'm with you there. Right. Tricky one. Which NARS product is your current favorite and why? <gasps> you know, for me, it's always the day cream. I love the day cream because I wear it 24 hours a day. <laughs> <laughs> you bathe in the it. The luminous day cream is my favorite. So I always said, please don't, let's not get rid of it because I love the texture of it. The formula is fabulous. Uh, but there's so many, you know, I love the, the powders. I love, you know... I love every product. No, no, I you know. know, but so no, that was good. Well done. Well done <laughs> on choosing one. What's the last book you read that you loved? You know, it's terrible to say I haven't read a book for quite a while. Okay, I'm going to send you some. So please send me. Okay. Probably, I don't know why, and I love books. You should see my house. I have mm-hmm. three million books. Mm-hmm. But lately, I haven't read a book, you know, because I've been watching a lot of movies. Yes. Because maybe it's the pandemic. Maybe, I don't know. I haven't been into a mood. Maybe I cannot concentrate. I haven't been able to concentrate on a book. Um, and movies right now are still what kind of helps me relax and become creative. And I really miss reading a book. So please send me your latest book. I might not send you the latest one, which is The Pope's Daughter. I'll find something a bit more uplifting. And then favorite ever meal? Meal? Yes. Uh, Probably the latest meal I had with Lena, who is here, in that restaurant, a tempura Japanese restaurant here in New York City, was the most (laughs) fabulous Japanese tempura place. 
You feel like you're literally in Kyoto. And okay, Lena, I'm looking for somewhere to go tonight. Please, what's that restaurant And it's called? really fabulous. And it's called Matsui. Matsui. Oh, Matsui. Okay, great. Okay, I've got my restaurant for tonight. That was, I'm so glad we asked that question. <laughs> and last one. And I've, yes. got a, I've got something going in my mind for <laughs> Keep you. Keep going. But this is your question, not mine. Yes. If you could choose a theme song for your life, what song would you choose? A theme song? Oh, God, you see? What theme song? Um, see, I've got, I've got. Probably, go. I love that song, <laughs> "America" on West Side Story. Oh, good. And answer. I think it made sense in my life since the song "Say I Want to Be in America." And I, guess... I, do you know what I was thinking for you? <laughs> Frank Sinatra's "New York, New York." If I can make it here, well, I can make it, it is. anywhere. You know, it could have been New my answer York. too. New <laughs> In a very oh, kind of like very <laughs> yeah, way. obvious way, but you know what? I prefer I yours. I just watch West Side Story again, and I really love that song. And I always loved that song since I'm a kid. And I never thought when I watched it, probably when I was 12 years old, that one day I would make it here in America. So you oh, know, that's probably a do good you know song. What? For me. And I think that as you've <laughs> talked about your life, it's so clear why you did make it here and why you would have made it anywhere. Francois Nas. Having you on thank NECA you. Talks today has been an enormous pleasure. From my heart, thank you thank so, you. so much. It's an honor for me always to be with you and seeing you. And you can ask me anything you want, anytime. <laughs> thank you, Francois. Thank, thank you, you, Joe. Thank, thank you. Thank you for listening to this episode of NECA Talks. If you liked what you heard, follow us on your favorite podcast app, and you'll be notified as soon as our next episode becomes available. Don't forget to rate, review, and share this episode with your friends. To stay up to date on what's going on in the Mechaverse, find us on Instagram at at Mechabeauty or join the conversation in our Mecha Chit Chat Facebook group. You've been listening to Mecha Talks. Thank you for joining us. And I'm on the roll.